Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Spiritual Success Podcast. Today I have Madison from Magnetically You On and we talk all about manifesting and specifically about surrendering, which is often the piece that people will ask me about if I've written a blog about manifesting or done a video about it and then people will message me saying, oh, I really struggle with this surrender piece. How can I get more by doing less? How can I let go and release my intention? And if you're someone who maybe struggles with control or feeling like you can't trust the universe enough quite yet to fully let go of what you want, this episode is going to help you. It's full of so much magic. I absolutely loved this conversation. It just flowed so well. So I think you're going to get a lot of value out of it. So I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Spiritual Success Podcast with me, Liz Roberta, a place for spiritual people who want to grow, learn, and succeed in life and in business. I'll be talking to successful spiritual entrepreneurs, authors, and thought leaders to understand what creates a meaningful and soul-aligned life. So come on in, Lightworkers. This is your time to shine. Hi, Madison. Hi. We finally got it to work. <laughs> yes, I know. At last, we've been having some technical difficulties and we've actually been recording this in Mercury retrograde. So no coincidences there, but I think we've got the hang of it. So we're going to be talking about manifesting today and particularly surrendering, which I know a lot of people are going to be interested to learn more about because this is quite a common question that I'll get about manifesting. And it definitely seems to be the part of the process which people seem to struggle with the most really relinquishing that control and just releasing their intention and letting it be in the hands of the universe. So I think this is going to be a very helpful episode indeed. So I know that you work with people to help them manifest, you work with them on their mindset and aligning their energy. How did you get to doing this line of work? I know you're traveling as well. So just tell me about your story because I'm so intrigued. Yeah, thank you. Um, so Long story short, it might turn into longer, actually. <laughs> but in high school, I had an eating disorder, which led me on the path of discovering intuitive eating after college. And that changed my life, like learning how to listen to my intuition and trust myself around food and build up that like confidence and freedom around food to feel like I can trust myself to eat the appropriate amount. I can trust myself to eat the appropriate foods. Like I can listen to my body. I can trust myself. I don't need rules. I don't need to cut out this. I don't need to cut out that. I don't need to like think so hard about it, work so hard about it. I can just listen to my intuition and trust myself. And that was a you know, really, really deep healing journey for me. And it kind of like let that was like my gateway into spirituality into personal development. I was like, Ooh, like, I could like completely change my life around food. Like I went from thinking about food 24 to seven to like, now I just don't think about it at all. Like my intuition is completely running <laughs> my like life with food now. So it was like my gateway into personal development. I was like, Ooh, like if I can heal with food, then like, what else can I do? How else can I transform my life? And it had changed my life so much that I was like, I want to become a coach and help other women do the same thing. So I got certified as a health coach and coached women on healing their relationships with food. And that was awesome and really like fulfilling and powerful. And 
while I was doing that, I was really exploring manifestation and spirituality and reading all the books and buying all the crystals and like buying all the tarot decks and doing, you know, all the, all the fun (laughs) spiritual woo woo stuff and just became so fascinated by it. And, you know, the way I had shifted my entire belief system around food and completely found that like trust and confidence within myself around food. I started playing with that in other areas of my life and my business and relationships and other areas of my life. And I just started like seeing that like, wow, we actually like can be, do and have like whatever we want. And so my mission expanded from there from just doing the food coaching to expanding into mindset and energy coaching, which is what I do now. And most of my clients happen to be coaches. I love coaching coaches. And I think, you know, it's naturally who I'm calling in because that's what I'm doing. And I'm calling in people who want to be doing something similar to me, which is amazing. And basically what I help people do is really live from their inner voice, live from their intuition, develop that deep sense of trust with themselves and trust in their intuition. Because when you trust yourself and you trust your intuition and you let the pulls and the nudges and the intuitive knowings guide you, it's like things unfold in ways better than we ever could have even predicted. And I've really like seen that in my life the last six months, like six months ago in my business, I was making like a thousand dollars a month and, you know, just really feeling like I've been doing this whole thing for like two years. And like, where is the money? Where are the clients? Like, why isn't it happening? And just went deeper and deeper and deeper into listening to my intuition, throwing out all of the rules, all the strategies, all the ways they told me I had to do it. All the gurus that were making $10 million said, do this funnel and that strategy and that. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing all the things. And yet, it isn't working. So like something must be wrong with me. And so I like, I kind of like threw out all the strategies and like really came back to my own intuition and found my own process and like found a love for where I was at and like just kept listening to the nudges in my intuition, despite what made sense in my mind, despite what the gurus and the strategies and all the things were saying. And now in just a few months, my business has gone from that to now making like $10,000 a month. And it's just been like a really, really fun journey. And it's, it's funny, because I'm like, woohoo, like money, great, it's exciting. And I'm grateful for it and celebratory of it. And it's something I worked for for so long. And at the same time, it's like, it's not about the money, like the highs from the money last for like a second. It's really about like, who you're becoming on the journey. And how you're enjoying the journey like it's so cliche but it's so true like it's about the journey it's about how can I love who I am today how can I love what I'm doing now because when you love who you are and you love what you do like now gets to be amazing you get to love now and the inevitable byproduct of that is the things that you desire come to you because it's just who you are I've been talking to a lot of my clients recently about this metaphor that came to me about like what it really means to be a vibrational match to our desires. And like what something that came to me through my inner voice is that we're all like a puzzle piece and we're our own individual puzzle piece. There's no other puzzle piece like us. We have our distinct particular edges and the people, places, things, abundance, opportunities, whatever that is meant to align with us, those are all other puzzle pieces and they naturally fit with us. We are inherently a vibrational match to the puzzle pieces that are meant to fit with us. And what happens is that we 
try so hard to be someone we're not because we think we have to be that person in order to receive and we think we have to do this and we have to think we have to do that and it starts to distort the edges of our puzzle piece and so what I'm really helping my clients do is like come back to the truth of who they are like release the need to like be something other than they are to receive and like coming back to that I am inherently and always a vibrational match to everything I desire because it's just who I am. So I didn't even know I was going to go on that tangent, but there is my story and a little side note about being a vibrational match. (laughs) It was a good tangent and I totally agree. I teach so much about intuition. It's the core of all of my teachings. I've written a book about intuition, which is out next year. And that's so exciting. Thank you. Yeah, it was so fun. And just when you were talking about being the most natural version of ourselves. And I love how you talked about how it wasn't easy for you to just let go of the rules and the strategies. I guess we're going to talk about this next when we go into surrender a bit more, but I think it is the fear of changing and the fear of the discomfort that comes with change, which keeps so many people stuck in a version of themselves that isn't really themselves. Oh my gosh, I love that. And like, I feel like at the hardest times in my like business or life where it really feels like things aren't working like we get to just remember like it is all adding up and it's like our inner voice knows every like thought every desire we've ever had like every time we like drive by a house and we're like oh my gosh it's beautiful i would love that or we're like swimming in a pool and we're like oh i would love to have a pool in my house one day or we're like we see a coach online and they're like we're like wow like she's making 100k months like i want to do that it's like your inner voice has all of that squared away for you, basically all of that stored. And it's like, we don't have to like add it all up in our mind. We don't have to keep track of it all in our mind. And we get to know that our inner voice like has stored and is like holding our highest intention and our highest desires. And we get to trust that it is all always adding up for us, even if it doesn't look like it, even if we're afraid, even if our results seem to indicate completely different like what if it's all adding up to everything you desire or something better yes so good and I've started to notice recently exactly that that all the things I really have craved have become my reality and also how jealousy is an indicator for me which is kind of crazy because you think jealousy is a bad thing it's a low vibration emotion Mm -hmm. but jealousy is also a craving like you're craving what that person has or you're craving what you don't have and you're craving it because it's a really strong desire and I found that actually a lot of the things I used to be jealous of I now have so mm. <laughs> that's another way of tuning into a desire which um, when you start to notice oh I'm really jealous of that that's because like you said you have this desire within you that your soul knows is possible for you and you're not there yet so it's like a a signal that that's what's meant for you that's what you want but you need to align with it better in some way and then it will still come to you yeah I love that and like we get to like turn that into what I like to call like desire foreplay instead of seeing the gap between where you are and where you want to be as like oh why am I not there yet like can I have that why does she have that is she doing something better than me it's like we get to turn it into like ooh, like what if I get to have that and like ooh, how much fun will that be and it's like if you're thinking about people at dinner reservations tonight your favorite restaurant 
you're going to like play with the idea of like, oh my gosh, like I can't wait to eat my favorite meal. It's going to be so good. I'm going to put on my favorite outfit. I'm going to go to dinner and it's going to be so fun. And like, we get to play with our desires, like that knowing that we get to have them knowing they're coming. Then we get to bring back the playfulness to it. And remember that like, we're all human. We're going to have human emotions. I don't believe that human emotions stop us from manifesting. Like I think there's this like myth in the manifestation world and spiritual community that like being high vibe is the key to manifesting. And it's like, what if we get to manifest in any emotion? What if we can receive in any emotion? What if like the thing you desire doesn't care if you're happy or sad? Like what if you're, you get to be open to receive no matter like what energy you're in. And I think that just relieves so much of the pressure. And like with jealousy, a lot of my clients, like they feel jealous of even their best friends who are also coaches and maybe making more money than them. And then they, they hate themselves. I don't hate is a strong word, but they beat themselves up for being jealous because then that means they're a bad friend and they shouldn't be jealous and you know all this stuff and it's like we're humans we're allowed to experience jealousy we're allowed to feel that way it doesn't make us a bad person and it like you said it's like a portal for showing you your desires a portal for showing you what you get to have and it's like we get to also love the process of being triggered so the other day i was scrolling on instagram and i saw this girl's post and then I got off Instagram and whatever I'm just sitting on the couch watching The Bachelorette and I started I it was like a switch flipped I just felt terrible and I'm like why am I feeling so bad like what what just happened like that was like in the blink of an eye I went from feeling fine to like feeling so shitty like what just shifted and I was like what was that that's so interesting Um, And I was like, well, it was just on Instagram. I'm like, what did I see on Instagram that triggered me? And I was like, oh, I saw this post from this girl. And I had this whole story about she's more in her intuition and her inner voice than I am. Like her post was written so beautifully. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like clearly every word of that came from her inner voice. And I'm not writing my stuff from my inner voice. And it's better to be in your inner voice all the time, right? Like all the stories that our minds want to come up with. And I got to just see that and be with that. And instead of like beating myself up for being like jealous or feeling that way, I just decided, okay, I'm just going to like sit here. I'm going to let this jealousy come up. I'm going to breathe into it. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to let it deliver whatever like lesson or message it has for me. And like upon reflecting on it the next day, I realized it's like, that wasn't a bad experience. I don't need to avoid that. It's like, that's a beautiful thing. Like I get to love that process of I'm on Instagram, something triggers me. I get to become aware of it. And then I get to question the things my brain is telling me about it. And I get to write a new story about it. I get to feel the feelings because on the other side of actually going into the feelings and feeling the feelings is more personal power, more confidence, more freedom. And I was thinking like, oh my gosh, like if this is so amazing that I became aware of this, this is so amazing that this happened because like how many other times throughout the day am I going on Instagram and not even realizing it that it's like bringing me down and like what if I'm able to like begin having that awareness and seeing seeing it in the moment, feeling it in the moment and allowing myself to move through and process it in the moment. It's like, damn, how much is that going to open up for me? So long story short, it's like, we're we're humans. We're all humans. We're going to have 
shit come up and it's okay. It doesn't mean anything about you or what you get to have. Totally. And this is part of a larger conversation about spiritual bypassing and the spiritual community, which is a big issue. But I was literally watching something this weekend. It was the Me You Don't See, Prince Harry's documentary with Oprah on, I think it's Amazon Prime. And it was really, really powerful. And he interviewed Lady Gaga and she was talking about her mental health issues and her physical health issues because she has fibromyalgia. And she was basically saying that in the peak of her career, she was incredibly miserable. She has a history of self-harming, like all this stuff. And as I was watching it, I was like, wow, you literally can manifest from any state, just like you were saying. And you have to watch it and listen to her story to really get the full picture. But I was like, wow, you know, you can be in physical pain, physical chronic pain with illness. You can be depressed and dealing with trauma and still be one of the most famous people in the entire world, one of the most successful musicians in the entire world, singing at Super Bowl, singing at the president's inauguration. And you can literally manifest the most that a human could manifest while in a bad state physically and mentally. And that is so important to remember because no one can be in a good mood all the time. And that wouldn't be authentic. That wouldn't be natural. That wouldn't be us being our full authentic selves. And I truly believe that we're here to learn and experience everything, the highs and the lows, because without the lows, we don't know what the highs are. And we come here to experience polarity and to know what is by knowing what isn't it as well. And I really always love the like underdog story. I've always really, um, just I don't know resonated with people who've had a hard beginning and then gone on to create something incredible and I just think that is like the finest example of what is possible when you come to earth and when I look at it from a spiritual sense and the soul's journey I think wow that's kind of the best way to do it because you've experienced everything you've experienced every emotion you've experienced being rich and being poor and I think that's another thing that we need to take into account we're doing our gratitude practice and we're manifesting to be grateful for the experiences that we've had before that allow us to appreciate the present moment even more and especially with money and things like that and like you were saying in your story how you did manifest a thousand pounds sorry a thousand dollars a month and you're like where's my money and now you're like wow now I have ten thousand dollars a month and how much more do you appreciate it because of those one thousand dollar months yeah yeah exactly it's like the not having gives you space to appreciate more when you do have it and also the opportunity to learn how to appreciate and love what is without the thing like that's really where the magic lies is can you love and appreciate what is can you love and appreciate regardless of the external manifestation being realized like yes we get to have it all I believe we do and on the journey like who do you want to be do you want to beat yourself up and it's like hate 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 your life and so you get the manifestation and it's like woohoo high for 5 seconds and it's like hate 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 yourself hate your life for not being there woohoo high for 5 seconds or it's like do you want to be the person who's intentionally saying you know what it's all the experience of life i'm going to how can i love and accept what is how can i love it all how can i celebrate it all how can i let it all be okay, what if it all is okay? What if it's all unfolding exactly as it's meant to? What if it's all adding up like we talked about before? Yes, so good. And 
just to kind of bring it back to surrender, which we've kind of been talking about in a roundabout way. <laughs> but when you were making that transition from the $1,000 months to the $10,000 months, and you said you were frustrated, how did you manage to lean into surrender in those moments? What was that journey like for you learning how to surrender? That's such a good question. I was talking to my coach about this a few weeks ago because we were reflecting back on like, (laughs) what did I do and who did I become to create all of this so fast? And I think I like surrendered the need to surrender, if that makes any sense. I think we like actually put a lot of pressure on surrender. You have to surrender and you have to detach in order to for the manifestation to come. And it's like, if you have to do X to get Y, like that is classic like sign of, we can call it a limiting belief. I'm not even sure I like those words, but it's like, do you have to surrender? Have you ever received when you weren't surrendered? Have you ever received when you were so attached and clingy? And it's like, yeah, for me, I have. So I think it's like, honestly, like surrendering the need to surrender. And it's like, we get to surrender because it feels good because we desire to surrender, but not because we have to surrender in order to get the thing. I think that like was such a huge shift that I made in the last few months. And it's like, when I wasn't in a surrendered state in the past, what I would try to do is got to surrender, got to surrender. How do I let go? How do I let go? And you can just feel like yourself gripping tighter and tighter and tighter, the more you try to like force yourself to surrender. And it's like, what if you didn't have to? surrender what if you could be in the state that you're in without having to fix it or change it what if you can receive in the state that you're in and like that to me is what true surrender is and then like it's funny how then from that place it's like you do naturally feel surrendered you do naturally trust more because the pressure is taken away and you're not doing it to get something you're doing it because you desire to because you get to because it feels good I love that so much. And that's going to take so much of the pressure off for people who are struggling with surrendering. And I know what you mean, because I realized this in my career when you were talking about doing things to get outcomes. And that's literally how I lived the majority of my life. And I used to, (laughs) yeah, and I even used to think, which is like the best example of it. I used to sometimes think I want to become an actor because I want to be really, really rich and have an amazing house and travel the world. I didn't want to be an actor. I've never liked acting. I didn't want to do the thing. I wanted the results and I wanted the outcome. And that sometimes led me to think, "Hmm, maybe I should look for some auditions, which is just crazy now knowing what I know now. But all the times that I was chasing outcomes when I was working in like my first career was investment banking. So I was like, right, I'm going to do that and I'm going to be super secure and have loads of money. And I was literally doing it for the outcome. And it didn't even cross my mind that I would have to spend all day, every day in an office in a gray suit doing something I hated. Like it just didn't cross my mind. So it was a hard lesson to learn. But now I definitely don't do things for the outcomes. Time is just too short to be doing something, giving everything up in the present moment to try and reach a future place. So uh, yeah, I love that you talked about that. Yeah, it's like if we're always chasing there, we're always going to be chasing there. It's like I'm here and there's there and there's always that gap. And it's like that gap is an illusion and that illusion dissipates when you focus on like 
now, right? Going into the present moment. And something I heard Amanda Francis say recently is that like she has desires for money and those are one thing and they're like, that's one separate thing is her desire for money. I would love to receive this amount of money. And then separate from that is what do I desire to create? What do I want to do? What course do I want to create? What do I want to sell? What do I want to spend my time doing? They're separate and she doesn't try to match them up and add them up. And I thought that was just such a powerful way of explaining it because so often we want to like do the thing to get the result. And it's like, what if you get to say, I desire this result and that's separate from what I desire to do to get there? What if I get to do just because I want to do? And what if I get to receive just because I want to receive? And what if we don't have to tangle those up so much? That's so interesting. I've never even thought of it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As I like said it back, I'm like, oh, that's very interesting the way I said it. But it actually, it like really, it really clicks because it's like, oh, we, we just try so hard to add it all up. And it's like, life is not, a math equation. I've said this a bunch of times before. Like it's not a math equation. I used to be an actuary. I'm very good at math. No way. Uh, but I actually think I've blocked it all out of my memory now because I'm like trauma of sitting in an office all day. Um, but it's like, yeah, like we just we just make it so complicated, and like we can just allow it to be more simple it doesn't mean it's always going to be easy because I don't think it is like life can be fucking hard like having a business can be fucking hard when you get put yourself out there and it seems like nothing is happening like that's hard when a client goes to you like it doesn't feel good and it's like what if that's all okay that was like another huge shift I've made these last few months is like I feel like in the past, it was like whenever I would have difficult emotions come up, I would let those emotions kind of like run the ship of like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling anxious, which means something's going to go wrong. Or I'm feeling anxious about money, which means I need to go take 20 actions because I got to get the money. Or I'm anxious about like not making enough enough, clients or money. Therefore, I I should just hide because nothing's going to work anyways. I may as well just like hide and not do anything. And it was like this pattern of like, like self-sabotaging with either overcompensating with action or hiding because I was letting the emotions mean something about me or what I get to have. And now it's like when I have those like difficult emotions come up, I allow myself to feel them, process them, go into them. And all the while remembering like this doesn't mean anything about me or who I am or what I get to have. And even though in this emotion, this emotion is wanting me to think that I need to do more or that I need to do this or that I get to remember that like I actually get to receive no matter what even though me being in a bad mood today is making me feel like I I like can't receive it's like I get to remind myself that like no I get to receive no matter what and I was had a day last week um where I was on my period I was just feeling so moody and down like just unexplainably feeling so down and so sad I had nothing to actually be sad about but I was like okay here I am feeling these feelings like and I just felt this like inner calling to just like rest rest pause slow down I'm like you know what I'm gonna lay in bed and watch the Kardashians all day 
I have permission to do it all day if I want to do it. I laid in bed all day, literally all day. I'm like, I never do this. I never nap. I, I really don't love uh, sitting still. I like to like live my life and, and be doing like fun things. But I was like, something's telling me to lay in bed all day. I'm like, okay, this is unlike me, but I'm just going to like go with it. And just allowed myself to like be in my shit mood for the day. And it was so funny because the next day I woke up and signed a pay in full client, like unexpectedly. And it's just like, when you allow yourself to believe that you get to receive in any mood, you'll start to receive evidence that you get to receive in any mood. And then it's just going back to surrender. Like it does allow you to surrender more because you realize that you get to receive no matter what. I love that so much. And just following your intuition about what you needed to do, which was actually nothing at all. And I'm exactly the same, totally type A. <laughs> I, I, my mind is always telling me that there's more to do and more that I could be doing and should be doing and things like that. So I get how hard it would be to just surrender and relax. But the fact that you got that confirmation from the universe is amazing. So that's really, um, yeah, really, really cool because that literally shows you what is possible when you don't do anything for a day. And one of the bits of guidance that I got was not to teach anything that I haven't experienced. So the fact that you've experienced that and you're now teaching it is also really powerful. Yeah, that's that was like a really big shift for me too because I think, you know, I used to read and I still do because I love it, but I used to read so many like spiritual and personal development books and then like have this like urge to like teach and share in like a professory way almost like I learned this from a book and now I'm going to go share it before I've even like lived it or experienced it and I honor that part of my journey because I was just doing the best I could at the time and like now like in my business I just decided that like my truth and my experience and who I am right now is enough what if who I am in this moment is more than enough to receive everything I desire? And when you decide it is, it is. It is. It definitely is. <laughs> and so it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm interested to know then, what would you say to people who don't think that manifestation is real? Because if you trained as an actuary, then you've probably met loads of people in your life who wouldn't agree with the work you're doing would think it's like bogus and just not true so have you experienced that and how how would you deal with that now knowing what you know uh probably would just not have the conversation with them like uh just being like honest because it's like why why do we need someone else to believe in something we believe in like I don't actually really care if other people <laughs> believe in and I noticed this with my intuitive journey eating journey as well it's like when I first got into it I wanted everyone to believe in it so badly I wanted everyone to believe that you could be healthy at any like weight at any size and all these you know beliefs in the intuitive eating community and it felt like no one in my world believed those things and when I would like talk to my family about it, they would just like contradict everything I was like saying. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, these are the beliefs that have helped me like heal and change my life. And like, so it just felt like this like convincing 
convincing energy just like doesn't feel good in general. So I would probably just like not even go there. However, for someone who doesn't believe but desires to believe, I think that's like a different scenario. And for for that person, I would just say like, let yourself play, let yourself see what happens. Well, let's see what happens. If I don't believe in manifestation, let's see if I can manifest something. It's like, and in reality, we're all manifesting all the time, whether we want to call it that or not, does it really, does it really matter? So, you know, I don't think I would be trying to convince anyone except for the people who desire to believe play, play with the idea that it's real play with the idea of, Oh, what if I could manifest this? Let yourself just play with it, experiment and see if you can experience it yourself. Yeah. My mom, I had to teach this to my mom because she read the secret and she's like, so how do you manifest or what are you manifesting? And I'm like, mom, we're always manifesting. It's not like I put half an hour in my diary and I go, right, I'm going to manifest for this half an hour. I'm like, you're always manifesting all the time. Like you said, whether you believe it or not, we do create our reality based on our beliefs, which then create our emotions and our actions. And whether you're being intentional or not, you're still manifesting. I think the only difference is having the awareness and the intention that you're doing it, but we're always creating our life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the real question. It's like, it's just living. Manifest Manifestation is just living. So it's like, do you want to do it intentionally or do you not? Like that's everyone's personal prerogative. <laughs> totally. And I want to go back to control, which is kind of the opposite of surrender because you said that you had eating disorders, I did as well, which is all about control. So how has that journey been for you letting go of the control? And do you have any advice to share about that for people listening who struggle with needing to control their environment, needing to control their time and everything like that, and needing to control their manifestations even? Yeah, so how control feels to me, it's like, it's like if we have something we want in our hand and we're like wrapping our fist around it and like squeezing it and clinging to it, it's like the thing might be in our hand, but like, it, like let's say money, for example, that will make it easier to understand. Let's say we have money in our hand and we're like squeezing it so tightly because we think we have to control money. And it's like, okay, well, the money can't leave us great. That's all good. It's like, but the money also like can't come in. We like build up this like cage around us. And we like put ourselves in this, in this um, box all because we're afraid of what if this happens? What if that happens? But at the end of the day, the worst thing that can ever happen is an emotion. And when you realize that no emotion is good or bad, it doesn't mean anything about what you get to have or who you are. You realize, oh, it's just an emotion. I can handle it. And then you're, you're open. You're from that place. You get to be open to putting yourself in front of more opportunities, more possibilities, more experiences. Um, but in terms of like letting go of the control, that's such a good question. It, it's like, it's like, how do you, how do you put a journey of so many years into a sentence? <laughs> um, honestly, what, what's really 
been so huge for me is like really like developing a relationship with my inner voice. And like the more I listen to it and act on it and then realize, oh, it actually turned out so much better than expected. Then I want to do it again. Then I want to listen again. And every time I listen to my inner voice, it allows me to let go of the control. And I don't think we need to let go of control. It's okay if you have the control. It's just our mind wanting safety, wanting to security, wanting to protect us. One of my clients' inner voices, I'm going to go back in my journal because it was so powerful. Her inner voice said, control is the illusion of moving forward. And it's like, it's, well, go ahead. I was just going to say, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I put a star next. <laughs> um, and it's just like, it's just an illusion and it's okay if the controls there, you don't have to beat yourself up for like having the controlling tendencies. And, and at the same time, it's like, I lost my train of thought. Let me, let me see if it comes back to me. You know, it's really funny though, that I think about like losing our train of thought is like, how actually amazing is it? I've said this on a few podcasts before. Cause like inevitably I, I always forget what I'm going to say sometimes. So I, I, one time I realized like, oh my God, like that is the coolest thing ever. Like a complete blankness in my thoughts. They just stopped. Like, that's pretty great. Like we, you know, try so hard to meditation to like turn off the thoughts and then when they spontaneously turn off, we're like, oh man, where'd my thought go? But it's actually a beautiful thing. Okay. So I'm going to bring it back to control and see what, see what wants to come up. Oh yes. My inner voice. So anyways, practicing listening and listening and listening and listening again and realizing that like, oh, it always turns out okay. Oh, it always turns out okay. And it's like, the more you practice that, it's like a muscle, the the stronger it gets. And like, I feel like I'm just out of place now where I'm like, I feel like I've just like got my hands up and I'm like inner voice, like whatever you say, whatever you tell me to do, like, even if my mind hates it, even if my mind wants to control it, even if it makes no sense to my mind, like I'm handing it up, I'm handing it over to you. I'm listening because every time I have like on the other side is like so much more freedom and wisdom and I don't know. It's not coming (laughs) to me, but on the other side of listening to our inner voice, like we get to have more trust. That's what I was going to say, more self trust. And that gets to build and it gets to build. And like, you know, I had my first inner voice session. It's basically like kind of like a long, like breathwork meditation session where we directly ask your inner voice questions and also release emotional like beanbags, basically old stuck emotions that are maybe like a little bit in the way of hearing the inner voice. So anyways, I had my first session of doing this in December and my inner voice told me I was going to quit my corporate job and move in February. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, like, okay, like I'm making a thousand dollars a month. Like, Mm, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, okay. That's what my mind was saying. But inner voice was very clear. You're leaving in February. I was like, um, okay. So February comes around and I don't know if the money situation had shifted a ton, but I had shifted a ton in terms of like trusting my intuition more and showing up more as me and really like leading with who I wanted to be and what I desired. And I like felt so solid and sure and confident 
and leaving my job that I think, I think I ended up putting my notice in like late January. My last day was February 5th. And then like crazily enough, like we had no idea this was happening. We were living in Dallas. We were planning on being there a bit longer and it worked out with Trevor's job that he got promoted and like news that we were going to be moving in February. And so we ended up moving in March, but like we got the news in February and like that just gave me such deep trust in my intuition. And, you know, since quitting my corporate job, it's like who I've become and what I've created is just something I like love so much. And I'm like so excited about, and it's all worked out like better than I ever could have expected. And like those two experiences of listening to my inner voice on like such like what seemed like big matters gave me so much trust where I'm just like, all right, whatever, whatever you say in her voice, like lead the way, even though most of the time my mind is like, what the fuck? Like you can't do that or don't do that. Or that's crazy. And it's like, well, let's just see what happens if I do it anyways. And like now it hurts. It's like more painful to like go against my inner voice, go against my intuition, go against what I know is in alignment for me than to go against the mind. And the more we follow the intuition, the more the mind will sync up with our intuition. And like that synergy is just so beautiful. It's not like the mind is bad. The mind is a beautiful, freaking brilliant tool. My coach was saying this to me the other day. She's like, without the brain, like your heart wouldn't even be beating. You wouldn't be able to like digest your food. You wouldn't be able to like move your like body around. Like the brain and the mind is a brilliant tool. And so is our intuition and inner voice. And we get to like work together with the both of them. Yeah. I think it's such a shame that people don't even experiment with their intuition or their spirituality, because I think once you are open enough to at least try it, then you get proof of how it can really work for you. So I think just having the openness in the first place is so important because then you allow things in and you allow yourself to try, which allows you to experience and then get enough evidence to change your beliefs in a way that are going to serve you. Whereas if you're completely closed off and not willing to try things, maybe because of a fear of change, then then you never get to experience the full richness of life and you never get to experience how powerful your intuition can be and how much spiritual power you truly have. So I'm exactly the same and I've had it with say tarot. I've used tarot for over half of my life and it's only because they've told me every significant event that is going to happen in my life that I trust them so much and that I trusted them enough to do readings for other people. And all of the psychic development work I've done, every psychic development circle class workshop all the things basically all they talk about is trust and you can only trust by having enough experience yourself to know how to trust it you can read the books but like you said you really have to experience it yourself and you can't just read a book and then teach it or teach it from a super empowered place that people are going to really resonate with because you haven't lived it yourself so Yeah, I love that. And just well done for being so brave and following it. Your story is one that I've heard many, many times. So many people, so many of my friends actually in the spiritual community had something similar. I'm thinking of a guy, Andrew, who got the intuitive hit and was like, you're going to leave your job in April. And he was like, what? Like, no, 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 no. And lo and behold, he did. And when I was younger, I always used to say, I'm going to get married at 27 and he's going to be called Andrew. 
So I did get married at 27. It was to someone called Alistair, which is close enough. They both begin with an A. <laughs> but my brother even said this to me, and he's, uh, he's Christian, so he's not like into all of the same stuff as me. But he said, he was like, you always said you were going to get married at 27. And I was like, yeah, I literally did always say it. So I think we, uh, when we allow ourselves to really listen and trust and just play and experience what could happen if we put our inner voice first or we trust the voice that we're not used to trusting or we put the feeling before the thought, then we might just experience the full magic of us and the full potential of what's possible in this lifetime. Oh, I love that so much. And it, yeah, it's like we get to just have that like playful, open energy. I had, I feel like that really when you feel so open, like I am open to all possibilities right now. I am open and willing to be guided. I'm open to whatever happens. I'm open to it all. It's like, I feel like that's the energy, at least what I've experienced is maybe one, we'll say one of, I don't want to limit us to just one energy, but like for me, one of the energies that collapses time, like we were in DC looking at apartments a couple of months ago and we were going out to, it was just like a Saturday night and we were going out to dinner and we were like walking around this cute area. We had just gotten a couple drinks at this rooftop bar. Everybody's having a great time everybody as in me and my fiance <laughs> we're just like walking around we're checking out which restaurant we want to go to and every restaurant we go in is like oh it's a two-hour wait it's a two-hour wait it's a two-hour wait and I'm like I'm like my hunger starting to kick in I'm like oh shit and then my hunger quickly turns into hanger and I like start getting very like dramatic and like so flustered and so stressed I'm like I can't even like think about like what we're gonna do right now because I'm like so hungry and I'm like taking it out on my fiance and we're like sitting on these steps like well shit what do we do now I'm like well we probably should just go home and get something because like I'm so hungry I can't even do anything <laughs> and so I'm like I we were sitting there and he was like okay I'm gonna order an uber and I was like okay and then I thought wait 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 is this how I want our night to go do I want to go home and just mope around because I got like too hungry? Do I want to let this like ruin the night? Obviously there's, you know, no such thing as <laughs> ruining it, but do I want to let this ruin our night? And I was like, no, fuck that. That's not who I want to be. That's not what I want to do. This is not how I want the night to go. And like, we're here in our new city. Like I want to experience it. We're got, like, I want to have a good time and I don't want to like ruin Trevor's night just because I'm being like a high maintenance, like hangry, uh, biatch. So I like went into myself. Like, I don't even know how to, how else to describe. I like went into myself and I said, okay, you know what? I was like, I told Trevor, I'm like, cancel the Uber. We're going to find somewhere to eat. If it takes two hours, I will be completely fine. We're going to have a great freaking time. In the meantime, it's going to be great. I'm not even hungry at all, actually. I think I'm full, and I think I would like another drink, and I think we need to go to another bar, and I think we need to go have a really good time. And I'm just so open to whatever happens. If it takes two hours, whatever. I'm so open to all possibilities. And I was literally repeating to myself in my head, I'm open to all possibilities. I'm open to all possibilities. I'm open to it working out better than I could have ever expected. I'm open to being guided to where we're meant to go. So I'm like feeling, I'm not just like saying that to myself. I'm like 
fully leaning into like the energy of that. And so we start walking and I was like, let's go like find somewhere else to grab a drink while we're waiting. Cause we had already put our name down somewhere where it was supposed to be two hours. And Trevor, um, I start walking and Trevor's on his phone. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm on Yelp. I'm going to try to find a place. And I was like, no, I, I'm not kidding you. Like I don't need a good place. Also, it's 222 right now. I'm like, I don't need a good place. I don't need the right place. Like when I met, I'm open to all possibilities. Like I'm literally open to just walking and like seeing whatever the hell happens. <laughs> and he's because he knows I'm like, I usually I'm like, I really want to go find like go on Yelp and like find the right vibe and like really pick out like a place that I really desired to go to. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm so open. Here we go. So we go on a walk. I see the first place. I'm like, that place looks cool. Let's go in there. Keeping it so easy and open. So we walk in and it like turns out to be this like really, really cool looking bar. They also have like sushi and amazing Asian fusion food. We get seated at a table within five minutes and we have drinks. And then we also ordered food and we had food at our table all within like 15 minutes of me like surrendering into this open energy. And like, we just had such a good time. The food was so good. Everything worked out better than could have expected. And it just, it felt really, really good. And I thought like, I thought, Oh, like that was it. That's what being open led me to like, how wonderful. And the next morning I woke up to an email from this woman who had said she was going to work with me and be one of my private clients. And then later came back and said, Oh, actually my company at work, they're giving me an executive coach, like someone through the company that they're going to pay for. I'm going to try him out. Like I'll come back to you if that doesn't work out. And I was like, okay, cool. Like no problem. Like great for you that you're going to get a free coach. Like I'm all for it. Um, so she emailed me that morning and was like, Hey, like I just, haven't stopped thinking about you since I started working with this executive coach. It's like not going the way I wanted it to. And like, I just really feel like I'm meant to work with you. And there's something that you have to offer that like, he just doesn't have. And I just really want to work with you. And I'm ready to get started. Like, send me the payment link. (laughs) And I looked at the time from when I received the email. And it was she emailed me the night before, like, I think it was, I had to have been like right around when I was like really feeling that like open energy. So I just like share that because I think that like openness goes such a long way. And it's like, it's so simple. Like if you like close your eyes right now, like you probably can allow yourself to like feel this energy. You don't even have to force it or find it. You can allow it to come up. Like, how does it feel for you? when you really allow yourself to receive and feel like I am open to all possibilities right now. I'm open to it working out better than I could have expected. I'm open and willing to be guided to my next step. Like, how does that feel? Like it feels so, so good. And like, it feels good to feel like we get to do it to feel good. And it's like, and it also happens to come with the side effect of magic, at least in my experience. So that was just like a really fun yeah, way of playing with that energy of openness. I agree. I think openness is so important because it keeps us flexible. It keeps us growing. It keeps us changing. It means that we're willing to try new things and see what works. And then we realize what maybe didn't work that we were holding on to for too long. So if we're not prepared to be open, then we're likely holding on to a lot of things 
just to keep everything the same when maybe it's not serving us, but we don't even realize that it's not serving us because we've been holding on to it for too long. Yes. I love that. I love that. This has just been incredible. So, so good. And a question that I ask all of my guests is what is your favorite thing about doing this work? If you could narrow it down to one thing, I'm sure there's many, but what is your favorite thing about doing this work? Oh, wow. That's such a good question. What is my favorite thing? Um, my favorite thing is honestly blowing my own fucking mind by what I'm capable of. And very close to that, or maybe just as exciting as that is when like my clients have that experience and I get to like give that experience to other people and then witness them having that experience. And it's just like in little moments, like where I decided like, I'm not going to ruin this thing. I'm going to be open and like, (laughs) you know, not go home. Like that blew my mind by how I was able to like navigate that situation and who I was able to show up as in that situation and like making $10,000 in a month from my own creations like that like blows my mind and just just like all the big and small moments of growth are really where it's at for me because like I don't I don't even know what it is but it's just like growth and expansion and expanding who I am and what I believe and how I show up and how I'm able to like navigate and move through things and learn from things like that's where the magic is at for me. Incredible. So where can people find you? Yeah. My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. I'm on Instagram at magnetically you. My podcast is also called magnetically you. And where else am I? I have a new Facebook commute, free Facebook community that I'm opening up and I'm going to start doing free masterclasses and stuff in there. And it's called Magnetically You Community. So you can find me on Facebook, but yeah, basically just Magnetically You and all the places, my website too. Awesome. Thank you for sharing all of your knowledge and wisdom with us, bringing all of the good vibes And uh, yeah, this has just been really, really good. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me and thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode and please remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm sure that like me, you would love for more people to know this information. So if you leave a review and send me a screenshot of it on Instagram, which is at IamMsRoberta, you'll get a $50 voucher code to use on one of my online course launches. This won't be around forever, so go and leave a review now and I'll see you next time.